0: Hello everybody and welcome to Scholars in the Spotlight, the show where you get to hear first-hand insights, tips and tricks from students that won this year's WWDC scholarship. Joining us today we have a 19-year-old student from the Philippines, developer of Learn with AR, winner of the 2020 Swiss Student Challenge. Please welcome Jose Adolfo. Welcome Jose and thank you for being here with me today.
1: Hello and thank you for inviting me in this podcast.
0: Okay, Jose, why don't we start talking about your submission? Like last year it was called Learn with AR, right?
1: Yes. Um, learn with AR, as you said, is um, titled Learn with AR, Intro to Electromagnetism. That's the full title. Quite a mouthful, actually. So basically it's an augmented reality experience that helps students learn about basic concepts on electromagnetism. So that includes electric charges, Coulomb's law, and electric fields.
0: Oh, that's so cool. What was your inspiration for this submission?
1: Well, um, my inspiration for the playground came to me because I was taking a physics class during that time, and we were discussing about electromagnetism. And I thought to myself that for students like us, it is usually hard to comprehend Concepts on electromagnetism because we cannot see these small things. Concepts like electric fields, electric charges, may seem too abstract. So I thought to myself that electromagnetism is a perfect subject for an augmented reality program.
0: Oh, that's that's great, and um, yeah, was this your first time playing with AR?
1: Yes, it is my first time playing with AR. In fact, it is also my first time. Writing something in Swift, as in like a full program, first time with AR, and yeah.
0: Oh, and you chose a pretty hard thing to start with. How did you learn AR and Swift development?
1: Well, first, when I, I would actually, when I started working on my program, I only had about five experience with Swift, so everything felt really new to me, even. Stuff like classes and structs were very foreign to me. So what I did is that I scoured the internet for resources and what I can use. What helped me a lot were resources like Hacking and Swift, Ray um, Ray Sundell, Ray and Sundell. Those resources were really helpful to me. And what I did was that I took things one step at a time. First, I learned about UI development and then scene Kit. And then ARKIT and then and then last thing that I learned was how to integrate what I learned into a playground.
0: Yeah, that's great. The Swift community has a lot of online resources for us to learn and it can be quite easy like to start learning all of them. Did you have any prior developing experience in another language?
1: I did. But most of my experiences in coding were just within the school. Most of them were just coding exercises. Some were just worksheets, so nothing like a full-fledged program that I did for the WWDC submission. So this is completely new to me.
0: Oh, I understand. You mentioned that it started in a physics class. Like, did you have the scholarship in mind when you were building the project, or did you find out the scholarship like later?
1: I actually already had the scholarship in mind when I was making the when I was making the program. The scholarship um, the scholarship has been a goal of mine for more than for almost ten years, a decade mostly. And I remember it was WWDC 2011 that was my very first WWDC when I learned about the scholarship program. And I thought to I told to myself that one day I'm going to be a scholar. However, I always keep putting it off. And then I thought to myself that 2020 would be the year that I will finally become a scholar. So that's when I did my best to apply. And the moment that I was thinking of a of a subject for my program, that's what I came up with. That's when I well, that's when the idea came to me during my physics class.
0: Oh, that's so great. A long time WWDC follower finally applying for the scholarship and winning it on first try. That's awesome. Yeah. And where, I mean, like this was your first big project in like you're talking Swift and in AR and all of that. Like, what would you consider the greatest challenge for you during during this?
1: For me, the biggest um, challenge for me was learning ARKit because ARKit is a very advanced framework. It is not really something. It's not usually something that a beginner could tackle immediately, but um, thankfully, as I said, there were a lot of resources. There is a lot of template code, especially in the ones that are provided by Apple themselves, and, and also those that you can see in GitHub. And there's also a lot of help from um, sites like Stack Overflow and Reddit. And also, um, also important to note note that uh, I also got a lot of help from the scholars community in Discord. So yeah, it's um, a lot of um, a lot of teamwork actually.
0: Oh, that's awesome! And what would you tell a student that uh, might be preparing to participate in this WWC scholarship?
1: I suggest that people that have their eyes on winning the scholarship one day that they start as early as they can because by the time that by the time they become masterful and swift programming, it will take years, months. So starting early will become a benefit to them. And last, lastly, you can always start making prototypes for your playground submission. Just like i just like what i did so by the time that the by the time that the guidelines or the mechanics for the scholarship comes out you can always apply your prototype to the to the project that you're going to submit so you don't have to really rush you don't need to have to stress about about with the amount of time that apple gives us which is very short so it will become very convenient for you
0: yeah that's great like having like preparing with time. Like learning swift with time and like starting the to write your code before the submission starts. That's that's a great tip. Now I want to talk about WWDC. How did you experience last year WWDC as a scholar?
1: As a scholar for WWDC twenty twenty, it was a bit bizarre because of course it was a virtual conference instead of a Regular physical one, so um, it, it's one for the books. No one will no one will ever experience the first virtual WWDC just like the 2020 scholars did. For me, it was I spent most of my of my WWDC in the Discord for the scholars where we discuss about the new frameworks, the new announcements. We even watched the keynote live together. It was very fun, and I also had my friends, Kanishka and Tomas, where we, where we FaceTime each other after the keynote, and we talk about the new frameworks, the new features that we announced. We, we gushed about Craig Federici. It was a lot of fun. Even though that we're not in person, it still felt like we're in one room altogether, and it still feels as if that we're in one community that's very close to each other.
0: Oh, that's great, finding, finding the way to build the community and to like, be together even in the midst of the like 2020 WWDC and all the things that were happening. But yeah, WWC was a great time to, to build that community and to participate in it. What was one, one of your favorite uh, frameworks or features announced at WWC 20
1: For me, my favorite feature announced in WWDC twenty was the improvement to Swift UI. There's a lot of when they announced it in WWDC nineteen, it was very it was in the infancy stage, so there's so much that you can only do with Swift UI. Now you can I think you can build a decent app with Swift UI. I still see that there's a lot of things lacking with Swift UI that you can only do with UI but I think they can address it in the feature WWDCs and what else? I also like what they are doing with sorry that was Siri. <laughs> um what <laughs> I also like what they I saw like, um, I also like what they did with AR kit in the recent recent um, WWDC, especially in terms of reality kit. They are making AR development much more easier and much more approachable to beginner programmers and i think in the coming future future there will be a bigger role that AR will AR, role, AR augmented reality's role will have in the future so having an easy framework such as reality kit will make it will make the industry much more robust much more dynamic
0: yeah, that's, that's great. We see a big focus from Apple in these two frameworks, SwiftUI and errorkit And they are definitely like the future of Swift development in both ways. Like their AR, as you said, is like the, a big future and it seems like a big focus from Apple and SwiftUI may be the future of UI development.
1: Um, I also think that Apple is also showing where they are headed with AR. I think they want to cement themself, themselves as a leader in the space, especially with the rumors with AR glasses and then with the inclusion of the lidar sensor in iPads, iPhones. So, I think they really want to um they really want to occupy a space in the industry.
0: Yeah, definitely. And they are like one of the bigger, bigger players, like rooting for AR and working with AR very closely. Okay, now I want to, we talk about WWDC 20, why don't we shift focus and start talking about like the next impending WWDC? What are some predictions or some things in your wish list for WWDC 21?
1: Oh, um, I have a few actually, one of them is a, one of them is an alternative framework to core data for for someone that's very new to swift you can really see when you use core data that is not really built with swift in mind it's more built with objective c in mind that's why when you use core data it's a bit out of place in your code and i think you're going to see a replacement not really a replacement more of an alternative to core data in the coming if not in not if not this WWDC maybe in the next WWDCs just like how they introduce an, a UI framework like Swift UI to become an alternative to UIKit. And just like I said, um, when you use Swift UI and combine, for example, you can really see that it has Swift in mind. And I think we can see something like that um, applied to a data framework. I also would like to see more improvements to RealityKit. Um, RealityKit has a lot more room to grow, especially when it comes to customizability, um, flexibility as well. So I'm really looking forward to where they take the to get this year. And I'm also looking forward to Swift UI's, um improvement right now. Swift UI, Swift UI is a, So while well, it is more capable than it was a year ago, there's still a lot of room for improvement. I think they need to fix a lot of performance issues. I think they should introduce more flexibility, just like what you can do with UIKit, for example. I think there's still a lot of things that they could do with Swift UI so that people will become more, so that developers will become more um, more welcoming to the framework.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah, I never thought about it, but yeah, as you said, Core Data is like out of, sp- out of place in Swift and maybe some kind of Swift. Data Framework will be a very cool thing to introduce. And yeah, we see like we had two WWDCs in a row where they talk about SwiftUI and they make improvements every year. So um, yeah, I'm definitely think that they will keep introducing new things to the framework in following years and it will keep growing as a powerful framework.
1: I also think that we're going to see more apps use SwiftUI because most developers and companies they usually target the latest three, the latest three major iOS versions. So by wwc 21, we will have we will have iOS 13, 14, and 15. So that's three major iOS versions that support SwiftUI. So I think we will see more SwiftUI apps in the future. Maybe by the time that iOS 17 hits. We will have probably um, about ten percent of apps built in SwiftUI. I think because it's really a really nice framework, especially for developers.
0: Yeah, for sure, it's an awesome framework. And yeah, as you say, that like every every month, every time you see like you open up Twitter or you see any conversation, like more people are um, starting to use SwiftUI. yeah, it's an awesome framework. Do you think that SwiftUI will sometime, I don't know if it replace completely, but like end up with like a big fan base like UIKit?
1: For me, I think that it will take some time before it will completely replace um, UIKit or UIKit, AppKit, even WatchKit. But I think that for certain, um, for certain, operating systems like Watch OS, Swift UI will become a major major framework compared to Watchkit because when you develop, for example, an app for um for a for the Apple Watch, it is very difficult to use WatchKit. Just reading the documentation for WatchKit is a headache. So SwiftUI, Swift UI, when I introduced Swift UI, I was it was such a relief for developers who are developing for watch app for Watch. Apps because it was very much more easier than compared to watch, to using WatchKit, and it is also great that you can just maintain one, one code base for your UI compared to multiple code bases for iOS, Mac OS for your watch, and then another one for TV OS. So it is great that you can only just maintain one, one code base that uses just one framework.
0: Yeah, that's one of the biggest features like for SwiftUI, the universal code base and like having it work with every platform in Apple really shows the integration that they have with all the products. Would you say if there is a new person that comes to you and asks you, like, I'm going to start developing for Apple platforms, would you tell them to start with SwiftUI or to hold on a second? second and start somewhere else?
1: I, I think for beginners, beginners in iOS development, SwiftUI is a great, great framework for them to start with because it is very straightforward. It is declarative. So what you see is almost what you get. And for someone like me who has, has experience with UIKit and SwiftUI, SwiftUI made me feel almost at home. And it was almost as if you're cheating because it was very, very easy. The only thing that's difficult with Swift UI is actually data flow. It takes some time getting used to, but once you get the hang of it, it becomes second nature to you.
0: Yeah, that's great. And um, like the other technology you mentioned was ARKit and RealityKit. Do you see AR as a big focus of yours in the coming months and years?
1: Yes, definitely. I think AR kit, I mean, a- augmented reality in general will become a mainstay once we have, um, once we have augmented reality glasses, maybe in the future. So the industry will have an appetite for augmented reality apps, experiences, all those kind of stuff. So by the time let's say I graduate from university there is already a lot of um, job there probably there's probably going to be a lot of job listing for AR developers so I really want to focus on augmented reality also maybe virtual reality if I can so I can you know adapt to the industry that we have today and also in the future
0: that's awesome and so forward thinking like, Yeah, not focusing on the technologies that are relevant, sorry, right now, but like the technologies that will be relevant when the Apple glasses are presented and yeah, when AR will be the next big technology. Okay, I want to finish up like talking about in any other projects that you may be working on
1: right now. Aside from my... WWDC21 submission, which I am working on right now. I am also planning to work on a watch app that will be a fitness tracker for jump looping. So you can count. So it is something that I am going to work work on in the coming months ahead, but it will take some time, maybe two years before I publish it, so we'll see.
0: Oh, that's great. So you're already working for WWDC21. Can we get a sneak peek? Like, does it involve AR?
1: Um, yes, it does involve AR, AR. It does involve AR. And it will be my most ambitious project so far, even more ambitious than my WWDC20 submission.
0: Okay. That's so cool to hear. We we'll have great competition this year. Okay, I think that's it for today. Do you have anything else you want to talk about?
1: If you're someone who's listening to right now, a student, please, please consider um, participating in the scholarship contest this year. Um, the community is amazing. You will not regret it. Even if you don't get in this year, there's always the next year, the year after that, and take it as a way to learn learn and develop your coding skills, and you will always pick up something from it.
0: That's great. That's some great advice. Like, Thank you again for coming.
1: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Okay, that's it for today. I hope you have enjoyed it and you learned something. Don't forget to follow the links in the description for Jose's contact info and his Playgrounds GitHub repo. Follow us on your podcast player of choice and on social media so you get notified when we release a new episode. Leave a review and share it with your friends, it really helps a lot. I'm your host Valentino Ceruti, you can find me on Twitter as thatmicrograx. This has been Scholars in the Spotlight, and I'll see you in the next episode.